You're listening to the On the NBA Beat podcast, a show packed with nuanced perspectives on the league's most important stories. Portland has three timeouts left. The Lakers have two. And now, your hosts, Lauren Lee Chen and the twins, Aaron and Joshua Fishman. Hello, loyal listeners. This is Aaron Fishman. Let's go on the beat with Justin Fodre, who is a common writing contributor to the Denver Nuggets ESPN True Hoop site, Round Ball Mining. He's with us to discuss those young but far too commonly injured Nuggets. Denver finds itself at an interesting juncture in the first year of Emmanuel Mudiay's NBA career, as well as Michael Malone's first season leading the squad. Initializing podcast interview. The Nuggets this season have only one win against a 500-plus team, and that's the Raptors. They really struggled with the good teams. Interestingly, six of their 13 wins have come against the Timberwolves and the Rockets, three against each. What would you say, Justin, is the problem so far with how the Nuggets have played against the better teams? I think that Mike Malone summed it up two nights ago very well when he said they're just, the Nuggets just aren't a very good team right now. So they have a lot of things they're working through, and it's just difficult for them, given all that they've had to deal with this season, it's difficult for them to compete on a nightly basis with the better teams, but they are competing. They just aren't winning for the most part. They'll have one bad quarter, and that will really ruin their chances at winning. Like just the other night, they played the Warriors, and they got blitzed in the first quarter and then spent the rest of the game trying to come back from that. And they did, and they made it a game and went into overtime. But they had a horrendous quarter, and that really hurt their chances. So this has been a problem going back to two years ago when even Brian Shaw was the coach. And they just have a really bad quarter, and that just kills every chance they have at winning. If they're able to find out a way to get over that, then their chances at winning against better teams will improve drastically. Maybe getting players back from injury, getting more continuity will help that. It's difficult to say. So Mike Malone is in his first season as the coach. How would you characterize his coaching style and what the fit's been so far? A lot of people think he didn't really get a fair chance in Sacramento and that he was fired prematurely there. I tend to agree with that that he wasn't given a fair shake in Sacramento. He's been very good for the Nuggets in that he's trying to set a culture. And it's been difficult because there's been so much turnover and turmoil and just so much going on the last few years with the franchise. So he's been good in that sense. He's established a really good chemistry with the team. The guys genuinely seem to like playing with one another and that hasn't been one of their strong suits the last two years. They really looked miserable, and I think Malone has helped that. You know, obviously, trading some bad apples or what have you has helped also. I think from a X's and O's standpoint, he's been good. It's just that it's difficult. He wants to run a 
certain system and the Nuggets might not be well suited for that. Right. But they need time and I think he's done a pretty good job in terms of, you know, keeping them competitive and, and stuff like that. Yeah, one player Mike Malone has given a lot of playing time to has been Will Barton, who's been amazing. Possibly the sixth man of the year so far. In December alone, he averaged 21 points per game and played nearly 33 minutes a contest. Against Golden State in the overtime loss, he played 50 minutes. Do you believe there's any worry of over-relying on him? And just how good has he been so far? He's been pretty amazing, actually. He's been the team's most consistent player. He's basically taken mostly the entire offensive burden especially when Gallinari went out with injury and Moody Eye has missed like maybe 16 straight games or 14 straight games. When those two guys went down, it basically fell on Will Barton and Jameer Nelson to uh, run the ship offensively. And Jameer is older this year, so he's not really capable of taking over in that way. And so Barton basically did all of the heavy lifting and for what he's had to carry and do everything so efficiently is crazy uh, especially for someone who basically came out of nowhere for the most part he one of the the knocks on him in portland was that he wasn't consistent and he's been anything but that with the nuggets he's had a few straight games where he's finally fallen back down to earth but I think Mike Malone even said a few nights ago that he was worried that they were over-relying on him, and Barton even realized that himself. So he's trying to, I think, take the uh, foot off the gas pedal, so to speak. So he just, he's, he's been great, and you can't really understate that, or overstate that enough, obviously. Yeah. Emmanuel Moutier, a lot of people were excited about him heading into the season, seventh overall draft pick, was in China for a year. So there were some question marks. I think his shooting was something that a lot of scouts and analysts criticized. He had, you can correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was like a good first couple weeks shooting from the perimeter. And so there was some early overreaction, but he's fallen back down to earth, isn't really making outside shots. But he's definitely shown flashes in other parts of the game. I'm curious where you think he is both on the court and then just mentally with his confidence and just how he's approached the game as a rookie so far. On the court, it's been rough. He's obviously not shooting the ball very well anymore. And he's, he's still kind of having problems with turnovers. But like I said, he's missed a fair amount of time because of the uh, injury. And... Because of that, I think even I said uh, a few weeks ago, a few months ago, that he might benefit from taking a step back and taking some time to observe the game. Because he's the kind of guy that will do that. He's a very, very hard worker. He takes his, his job very seriously, even at 19. And he has, off the court, the right attitude in order to overcome his problems, I'm sure. So we, when he gets back from injury, we'll be able to see more what he processed, if he was able to gain anything from that. And 
I'm betting that he did. He, I'm betting that he shows improvement. I think that's an interesting point because that's what you want out of a young point guard. Intelligence and being able to study the game, learn from it by watching. And you alluded to the ankle injury that's been nagging him, gave him problems in China as well. It's interesting that they're kind of um, being cautious about it. And I think that makes perfect sense because he's your number one pick. He's the future of the franchise. That's the goal. And so no need to rush him back. Also, isn't it the case that he was technically medically cleared, but he just wasn't comfortable and confident enough in the ankle yet? I think that's great to not rush him. I know there might be some criticism, but that's just my take on it. I agree with you completely. He was medically cleared, I believe, and he and the coaching staff agreed that it probably wasn't right for him to come back at that time. I think that was maybe against the Timberwolves the other night. And the fact that he's being cautious and the team is being cautious with him is very encouraging because the Nuggets have a history of not particularly ascribing to that theory. So it's it's good for them and it's good for him to just take their time. Yeah, uh, the especially stats at his age. So yeah, the stats don't really matter, and all of this is is superficial. You want him to be healthy and back on the court long term, producing the way that we all know he can. Danilo Gallinari, though, is a guy that is healthy, and unfortunately, just to be honest, he hasn't been consistently healthy his entire time with the Nuggets, so that's definitely a bright spot in a so far sore season. He ranks 10th when I checked last night in free throw attempts per game, so he's been aggressive, he's going to the basket, playing pretty well, probably, I I would say, the best player on the Nuggets, would you agree, currently? Yes, I I would agree that he's been the best player on the team. Does he fit uh, with their future plans, in your opinion? I am not sure, um, just because I'm not very well tapped into what their plans are and how they feel uh, they or where they want to take the franchise. But uh, in my opinion, I think he should be in their future plans. Denver is trying to rebuild on the fly with young players and veterans alike. And I, I've always felt that that was kind of the right way to contend because you can't really, there are very few teams that just go ahead and contend with all young players because they have to grow together. And I think his, I think he's 26 right now. It's more than just his on-court production. I think he's also been good in the locker room and been good during timeouts. There was one story that I've never even told before about him. I went to a Nuggets game maybe four years ago or so, and I sat near the bench. And they, I can't remember who they were playing, but that doesn't really matter. But JaVale McGee was on the team, and I think he was kind of struggling uh, on the floor, which he has a tendency of doing. And Gallo during a timeout, pulled Javel aside and kind of pulled him close and spoke into his ear for, you know, maybe a minute or two. And it looked like he kind of reassured Javel that, you know, everything would be all right and gave him some advice. And at that point, Gallo was a young player and he might have 
been the same age as Travail at that time. I don't even know. But mm. those are the kinds of things that good teams need or good teams have. He's more of a leader than he seems, and I think he's the kind of guy that you really need on that yeah. sort of team. I think, uh, by the way, Danilo Gallinari just turned 27 in the offseason, still very young. And I think the disappointing thing about him, but he still has lots of time still in this prime, is that so many seasons as he was entering his prime when he was 24, 25, 26 have been ravaged by injuries. So it's hard to really get that growth that you're looking for when you're not on the court day in and day out. I think that's been a challenge for him. The team, though, is getting healthier this season. Now um, Yusuf Nurkic who missed the first 33 games, is back from injury. And he's only been back three games, so it's a really small sample size. He looked really good in his third game back in 22 minutes, blocked five shots, and had 15 points and 10 rebounds. How much does his return impact this team? Because as you mentioned, they're clearly in a lot of these games. They're just not able to finish. Yeah, I think uh, Yusuf has been very effective for them and and it's good to have him back I think he gives them the rim protection that they lack this season um, for the most part he is a very very strong presence inside both sides of the floor he's not shooting particularly well in the paint I think maybe 38% or 35% from 0 to 3 feet or something and I think a lot of that has to do with his injury, and they need him going forward. He's, I think he's, he's just 21. I think he just turned 21. His defensive rebounding rate is like over 30%, and he's a great passer, and he's obviously a good shot blocker. His usage rate this season is 33%, obviously, in only 60 minutes, and he's only turning the ball over 4% of the time. So wow. they have to give him time to get healthy and to get reacclimated. The Nuggets' defense has been a huge problem and likely why they've struggled so much. They're dead last in opposing three-point percentage. They're 25th in opponent's field goal percentage. This is a franchise that hasn't been good on defense for many years. The Nuggets actually haven't ranked better than 19th in opponent's points per game since the 2004-2005 season, when they ranked 17. Do you think it's a lack of good defensive players in Denver, a poor defensive scheme, the fact that defense isn't a priority for the organization, or a combination of these factors? Yeah, I, I think it's a combination of all those things. I don't know <laughs> what the problem is. There's only so much you can do with scheme, and I think Mike Malone has actually improve the defense to some extent this year with his scheme, even though it might not show in the stats and, and whatnot. I think there's a serious problem that is actually being remedied at this point that they really have not emphasized defense in the players that they've drafted and or traded for or whatever. But I think it's changing now in the last two or three years with Getting players like uh, Yusuf Nurkic and Nikola Jokic and even Joffrey Laverne is a good defender. And so they're they're emphasizing that 
end of the floor, especially on the interior uh, with young guys. They're just the problem is obviously trying. They're 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 still young players, number one, and they're still not great defensively on the perimeter. And one of the guys that's gotten a lion's share of the minutes on the inside is Kenneth Reed, and he's not a good defender at all. So that's been a huge problem. And a, another big problem with him is that he had to spend a large portion of the season playing center when that's obviously not his natural position. So they are fixing that issue with their recent drafting, uh, even with Gary Harris, who's a good defender on um, at the two guard. So hopefully that turns around, especially with Mike Malone coaching. Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about Gary Harris a little later because he's been a bright spot this season in his second year. And the thing, though, I think that's also plagued Denver this season is just the lack of stability within the starting lineup. And that's not their fault. Injuries have just beset the team like crazy. So many different five-man lineups and and not a single one has logged that many minutes. If you look on NBA.com, 13 different Nuggets have started at least once. 11 of those guys have started at least six times. So if you look at the numbers, it's pretty crazy and hard to fault Mike Malone for their subpar record, really, also given all the young players on their team. So it's nice that now some key guys are getting healthy. But still, to what extent do you think they have to make a move at the trade deadline, possibly looking at moving Gallinari or Farid? I know that you're big on Gallinari, but do you think that they'll take a serious look at moving either of those guys? Yeah, I think that they will. The history of the organization is such that they are always willing to trade players. Um, And I think that that has been a huge problem and why they are where they are. Uh, they have had very little continuity over the last decade for the most part, even going back to Carmelo and Andre Miller. and They've had a history of being injured for over a decade. They've had a history of trading players, major pieces. They've had a history of uh, just so much turnover in every aspect of the organization from front office and general manager to, to the roster. And I think that they'll be open to trading Gallo or Fareed before the deadline. I think that it would be a mistake um, because they're, they have a young core that they finally have the chance to build around. And one thing that's made, Memphis so effective over the last few years. Obviously, they're not doing well this season, but one thing that helped out with them was always having the same core in place and the ability to have guys grow together. And the Nuggets just haven't had that. And I think Goran Dragic mentioned it just a few days ago with what's been wrong with the Suns. I was just about to mention that, yeah. They just don't have players that stick around. They don't, they don't keep the team together. They don't allow guys to grow together. And that, that's a very valid criticism for Phoenix from Goron. And I think that extends to Denver that they just have no dedication to 
letting a team build and coalesce. And they need, in my opinion, they need to relax with that and let this team grow together. I think that making any rash decisions before the deadline would be wrong. And I think that outside of trading Kenneth Reed, who's beginning older, I think outside of that, any other move would be misguided. The only reason I think moving Fareed would be an okay decision is because he's not great defensively and he may not necessarily fit Mike Malone's style of playing inside out. And Denver has good young front court players that need minutes and need time to get better. And Fareed kind of hurts their chances to do that. So that's a very crowded front court with good young players. And Fareed has, you know, he could be traded to a playoff team or a contender and, you know, move the needle for them. So, so I think that they're, they'll be open, but they just need to proceed cautiously. I'm glad you brought up the Suns' lack of continuity issue. That was our last interview episode. We had Andrew Lynch on, and we asked him about that. And it's true, the Suns have been changing things every season, wholesale changes, and it hasn't worked out for them. I want to move on to Gary Harris. He's had a great sophomore season out of Michigan State, 19th pick in 2014. His minutes have more than doubled this season. He wasn't hitting threes last year, and, and that's one of the strengths of his game, the perimeter shot. He's shooting well from there this year, and he's scoring more than 10 points per game. How has he looked to you so far, and what do you think his ceiling is? I think I love Gary Harris. That Maybe I do more than he even deserves or more than <laughs> the general public would. Um, but he has the chance to become a really good, solid 3-and-D player for Denver, and the Nuggets just haven't had a player like that maybe ever. <laughs> so he has looked really, really good to me um, in uh, a lot. I think in December, he didn't have a very good December, but his his minutes, uh, he, I think he was playing over 30 minutes per game that month. And with young players, you need to give them time, uh, especially when they really didn't, it was especially when he really didn't get a large chance to to prove himself last year. Yeah, just 13 minutes that, per game, really not much at all. Right. So he's shown a really good ability to, to finish at the rim, which I don't think was a strong suit coming out of college for him, I think, or at least wasn't maybe mentioned by a lot of scouts. And I think he's also a very underrated passer. Uh, his ability to create shots for, for his uh, teammates is very good. And I, I think he has a very high ceiling. And I think he was even compared to Bradley Beal coming out of college. And, and he, he has the chance to turn into that type of player. So he just needs time like everyone else. I want to end with asking about two guys you said should be getting way more minutes than they do. Joffrey Laverne, who's 24, but has a tremendous amount of international experience. He's been so efficient and productive so far. How has he been able to improve so much? And what kind of player do you think he can be? And then also talk about Nikola Jokic, 
who has been very efficient in his rookie season at, at 20 years old. Joffrey, I like Joffrey a lot. It, his numbers may not be very well reflected uh, in terms of plus minus and rap, real plus minus, but um, he's a good defender. He's a very well-rounded offensive player. He's a good rebounder. He passes the ball well. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's even shooting, I think, over 40% from three-point range, obviously, in very few attempts. He doesn't need to improve much more than how he is right now because he's solid. I'm not sure he has the chance to improve much, but that's fine for a player of his ability. I think he deserves a lot more minutes, and um, I'm not sure if the front office or the coaching staff uh, agree with that. Because when uh, Yusuf Nurkic came back from injury, Laverne seemed to be the odd man out. He didn't get minutes, and Fareed and Nurkic and Jokic got all the minutes. And so I tend to think that might be a mistake because Joffrey is just so solid. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people would disagree with that, obviously, and that's not their prerogative and but I think that he's very good, and he could be a very, very solid rotation piece for a contender or anyone that needs him. As for Jokic, I don't think enough good things can be said about him or enough good things are said about him. He's been Denver's best rookie, obviously. He's been one of the best players on the team, one of the top two or three players on the team. He's very, very good. He's very efficient. He has a true shooting percentage of over 60% right now. He rebounds the ball well. He's a great, great passer. He's turning the ball over a little bit, but he's 20 years old and a rookie. I don't know what his feeling is, but I hate to use a cliche or whatever, but the sky is really the limit for him. He's just really, really good and a solid, solid draft pick by Denver. He and Nurkic and I hope Laverne would be a very nice front court rotation and one that anyone in the league would like, especially at their age. Justin, it's really been a pleasure. Not a lot of people are talking about the Nuggets, and I think we'd both agree that kind of makes sense at this juncture, but... I'm hoping that as they get healthier and the young players start to coalesce, that they start to make a run and and um and do better this season. Yeah, I'm hoping for the same, and I and I actually think that 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 will happen for them. And I think that it obviously does make sense that the people aren't talking about them. They're not a good team right now, but I think, in my opinion, that Nuggets fans and Denver fans should be more excited uh, and enthusiastic about this team than they have in years because they have a, a lot of good young players and I think that they're going to give them a chance to grow together and with players like Jokic and Nurkic and hopefully Mujai, I think that they are going to be very good very soon.